was a boxer. It was a looser version of boxing. Yeah. Which they're a lot yeah. more comfortable, you know? So yes, it's And I guess it, I know, Is it the same kind that. We had got. No, 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 no. No, no these are flimsy. There's a lot of breathing going on. A less constriction. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, we had gotten a text early that morning from Nick that he was going to come by, you know, and, and check smoke detectors. But I had to work that day and I, I had to go to class, but it was later in the day. So I slept, you know, to 10, right. 10 o'clock. Yeah, at least. A.M. Yeah. So he comes in at about 9.30 or so, maybe. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, it could be Zach. You know, Zach had to work that morning. And I'm thinking, because, <laughs> you know, me and Zach are roommates. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it could be Zach, you know. So I hear the door open. Your story. And then out of nowhere, bro, the light comes on, which is something that never happened. Me and Zach would cut on lamps, and we even had some Christmas lights. Yeah, the light never came on. But that light, that main light, never, too, ever touched us. It was too bright us. for you. It just never touched us. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw that light come on, I look up. <laughs> And there he is, bro, in his all of his mammoth six glory. foot. Nine, yeah, he's standing there. I think he probably is six nine. He really he is. And he's looking down at me. I said, I was just looking at him, just slowly covered by my, <laughs> my cheek that was out, and I just had one leg out and it was kind of over, like that, you know. But <laughs> I had underwear on, but there was a lot of cheek exposed. <laughs> he could have probably even seen. Oh, I forgot you to could mention. Have seen some cargo. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I forgot to mention when he walked in on me, um, the smoke detector wasn't on the wall because I took it down to put a flag up. So he comes in, he's like, check the smoke detector. I said, oh, okay. I just kind of went to like washing my hands and doing something to be busy while he was in there. He's like, where's it at? I'm like, oh crap. And I had to like go dig in a drawer and put it up there so he could check it. See, I kept mine up there because I'm, you know, I do. All right, so. Um, I guess this will be the intro to episode seven or six or whichever one we're on. Well, you messed it up. It's been a little off since yeah, the podcast. You had before. two episodes, sixes or fives on one of them. Did we? Two mm-hmm. fives. Well, we're up, now we're on six, six or seven, seven. Yeah. Um, so tonight, there's Draven and Hunter, and Richard has joined us for the podcast tonight. There's really no agenda other than to hang out and give Change Out something to listen to tomorrow. Um, it's been highly requested that we record another one so that there's something from the to listen to tomorrow. So um, based off of current status, I thought it might be kind of cool to just talk through some injuries that have occurred at Shaco during some of our rec activities and sports. Not the ones that occur while you're supposed to be clocked in, but like legit, hey, we're playing kickball. Or and you didn't hey, we're playing soccer. You didn't throw that in there. Why don't you talk about all of them? Well, we can talk about all the best stories. Um, And so... Let's talk about personal first. Personal first. All right. Just get right in there, huh? Um, I think Richard should start us off. Richard, start us off? Well, there was just one time back in when I was about 17 and a half years old um, on summer staff. Back in the day, you remember when we used to do the the student life... um, Yes, wolf ball, wolf ball game. James McClendon. Yeah, yes. we had a roster. So this was yeah, it this was, was early. It was legit. You had to qualify to be on the team. This was early on in that process. So this was either the first inaugural one or, or number two the second year. So it was late because student life were, was having worship and stuff until midnight or so or eleven. So we didn't actually get the game started and play it until late. So it was probably about one thirty. And we go, it was, we still, it's the exact same truck we still got now, the small little white. The Dodge Ram. <laughs> and we had gotten some coolers. The wreck truck. Some coolers with water from the kitchen, and we were taking it back. And I remember I was going to, to hop out of the truck, in the back of the truck, to take the back, uh, take the coolers back. And uh, I went to jump off the fender well, clear the, the truck. Yeah. Well, dew had settled because it was late at night. Mm-hmm. My foot slipped, and I went face first into the gravel right there behind the kitchen, and I had a nice little rock implanted right around my temple there. <laughs> um, and so that was uh, that was my shahu. That was your first your first that injury. Was, that was injury shot. number one. Do you remember that? Oh, you're thinking of another at orientation. They had that golf cart wreck that time. <laughs> I shouldn't lie. Listen, they were coming yes. down. They were coming down. One got scalped. One got <laughs> yes, I literally found what appeared to be an Indian scout laying in the road. 
They they crashed. They were coming downhill. For some reason, reason we authorized. We were doing orientation. For some reason, it had to be Corey. Let the incoming summer staff drive golf carts. They'd never been on campus. They weren't even employees. Hadn't driven anything. He just said, "Okay, you drive a golf cart. You drive a golf cart. You drive a golf." Sounds like a nightmare for insurance. Loaded those things down, and they were coming down the hill at the ridge. Haley Petchy. Haley Petchy was driving. Yes. Coming down the hill at the ridges, going too fast, lost control, flipped the thing over. I'm talking about down to the bone flesh wounds. So, one kid hit <laughs> on his head. It was one guy. I can't yeah. remember the guy's name. No. I don't know if we hired him. Or no, not. we didn't hire him. That was the best part he of the story. The kid got scalped and he didn't get hired. <laughs> <laughs> he called me and I get up there and I'm going up to the to the accident scene because the ambulance. We, I think they ended up calling the ambulance on that one because oh, of that one kid's so leg was so much. Sure, you know, they had to call the ambulance with that one behind the kitchen that I had as well. But it we'll, we'll go into that crazy. one here in a minute. Um, anyway, so I went up there to, to survey the scene or whatever and get the golf cart on. And when I got up there, serious business, I found a skid, like, what, two, three inch in diameter of flesh. Like a pad. Flesh and his hair still attached to it. It looked like you had taken a knife and peeled it off the top of oh his head. Yeah. yeah, poor kid. I'm not sure. Um, mm. We've had quite a few he wrecks on golf carts. So the one that I I was privy to, because that one happened, I just heard the stories yeah, and saw the aftermath. But me and Bradley, Bradley was over the kitchen then, and it was college, the college event that they had, and they came down behind the kitchen and went to turn up, like going to Twin Lodge. Of course, they were burning it. You know, they were oh, slow yeah. down. And it just flipped, flipped over. And one of the girls, like, gas had come out, got on the girl, was burning her. Hmm. So we went to go help. One kid that was on the back, jumped off as it was flipping, <laughs> landed on his feet, and just took off running to the chapel. He just gone. Like, he just <laughs> headed on out. He just said, I don't want to be part of this. And then there was like two girls, I remember going to the hospital, because um, they sent one of the girls to the emergency room and sitting there until, um, well, I guess Buster got there or somebody. But yeah, I, I saw that one happen. And we, had just, a, we had a... It's happened a lot. The group from Louisiana that came up and did mm-hmm. a disaster. Mm-hmm. They, so when Hurricane Katrina came the Hispanic through, group. the Hispanic group that came up and stayed with us as um, evacuation site, we hosted them for a while. Well, they volunteered. They actually tore down the old bathhouse that was down there. It was the old block bathhouse. Y'all don't even remember, but there was another. Anyway, they tore it down. Well, they've come back almost every year since then. They bring a church and do a retreat with us, and everything's mm-hmm. really cool. But they rented golf carts, and one of them was going up the cabin hill at an adventure camp mm. and the thing came over backwards. They had that thing overloaded on the back and they were bouncing it as they were going up mm. and the little girl driving lost the steering wheel and you know, because the tires are off the ground, it went off in that ditch and just walked over backwards with them. It was a bad day. There's been quite a few That's uh, rough. golf carts. Mm. I, I picked one out of the lake upside down with a backhoe. They called me and said, hey, I think there's a golf cart in the lake. I remember that. They got around the corner and you know, you go around those where those pine trees start and it's real slanted right there mm-hmm. and that pine straw's on it. They were driving around and just slid that sucker off and flipped over in the lake. I got down there, I couldn't even see it. I was like, mm, where is it? And started walking around there and you can literally see nothing but the tires sticking up out of the bottom <laughs> of the lake. Wow. The tires were all up on top of it. Some people just don't have the golf cart driving skills. Is Draven and some of his yeah, yeah. That's skill. Well, that's skill it, it comes down skill. to how well you can lean. You know, it's all about body, body position. Yeah. What happened yeah. the second day? Second day. Yeah, what happened the second day when you nailed the other golf course? Sure, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't a part of that. He wasn't driving. Uh, I was just video. So they weren't leaning correctly. Is what you're no, saying. well, he did lean correctly. He just oh, okay. didn't break correctly. Oh, okay. I mean, he, there was. No, I thought it came down to lean. There was. There weren't. There wasn't any flippage going on. It was just. It's just sliding. Let's break it up into sport. Let's break it up into the sports of. Sh- Let's talk about sports of shaka. I was gonna say there's some so, injuries of paintball that I know about. So, oh man, the word. Let me. I'm wait, gonna, before we get started though, with this whole sports, if you could choose a sport of shaka that would have the most injuries, what would you? What would you pick? Hmm. 
I mean, because they weren't around for a lot of them. The Shaco hockey, if I Shaco, had, that's got to be it. If I had to pick one, I would have picked it. That's got to be it. To my knowledge, mm. it never resulted in a merch. Matt Cowart still has a lasting dent in his shin from Shaco. Okay, did, did he Soccer. go to the merch room? Soccer. Should he have gone to? No, the no, I should. I said, did he? Richard, I don't that, think he did. Merch room, no. Soccer. Soccer's probably. Didn't you like? Terror, I know, of three, I know of three major injuries playing soccer. You hurt yeah. yourself too, didn't you? My, my right knee. I don't know if you can grab the microphone, Hunter. Grab that microphone. We don't have to. We don't have to. You have to reach it. Okay. Grab the mic. Okay. Grab the mic. I don't think you should. Put it right here close to Y'all can mute it right now. If Nick is listening to listen. this, this hand is holding that microphone. Yes. That is. Goodness. That popping sound is my right knee. Can I do a quick infomercial for Aflac? Because <laughs> I didn't have it at the time. Because no, you did because you got a new bicycle. Oh yeah, 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 I did. So, I did for ACL surgery. So if you're, right, you're right. a young person at Shaco and you um, are into the activities, I recommend the um, Aflac policy because Russell jacked up his knees and got. Uh, I, did, I did. I did end up getting a new bicycle out of the deal. I, I did use the money from my to buy me a new bike. It was for rehab purposes, Richard. Well, yeah, it was no, for rehab. Rehab, sure. quotation marks. Yeah. So that was, I don't know how many years ago. That was the so first. Did that. Ten or that was the first ago. major. Richard. Josie broke her wrist out there. Jumped up for. This is the story. Playing in a midfieldish kind of position. Jumped up for a header. And Barbara Miller's son, I cannot remember his name, mm. he ran underneath me. I'm in the air. He runs underneath me, turns me sideways, mm. and I tried to catch myself on that right leg. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. It didn't Hold catch. Up. It mm. just kind of popped. There's been a lot of injuries of Shaco. Weak. Yeah, weak. weak. I'm going to remind you of that kickball. Yeah. I'm going to remind you of that kickball. Oh, we'll then, come circle around. And then, we'll and then uh, we had a summer staff girl. We had Josie. Um, thank you, Jack Bailey, for he's just too uh, strong. Destroying, too strong. destroying yes. her wrist. That ball came. Hey, we were playing. Jack ripped that ball. He ripped it. <laughs> it came by my head. I kind of slid back out of the way. And so you're I, saying it's on you then? That she well, I could have hit. It. I could have headed it, but I wouldn't want to lose my face. Okay. So I slid back, and as I turn, I see her take that. I think it was her right arm. <laughs> and kind of go up like she's gonna try to defend herself. <laughs> And it just takes that those two balls right there, and it goes floop. The all known the radius. Yeah, the all known mm-hmm. radius. Yeah, it, it snapped, and it jacked that thing up. It was it was severe. She ended up. Uh, I don't think did she stay on summers after the rest of that summer. She ended up having to go home, cause she ended up back in Mobile. Yeah, I it was we remember that, that was crazy. Yeah, and then um, she out. did leave early, I think. Richard Richard had a mild, yeah, just, just a, a mild small, injury. Small flesh wound. Is it still broken? Uh, Didn't he break your femur or something? Uh, I broke tip fib. Oh, um, you you want to feel it? No. You can What's feel you can feel the knot. I don't know. Where it broke right I, there. For those of you who are still listening, still have screws and bones. Richard oh, yeah. has his oh, yeah. bare leg I on still, the table. You can you can feel the screw right there. You can feel the exceptionally filthy spare. Like I think my favorite part of that was how. Vanessa wasn't pregnant. Vanessa had just had just had which one? Which one? I think it was Ellie. Well, he's got he's got a few. I think I the thing was through. Ellie. Just had Ellie, so I think, I think. it was yeah. so funny. Well, that thing. That's the only time I've ever heard a bone break. I've been around broken bones and like seen people break them, hmm. but that one. When Richie jumped, so so let me set let me set the scene. Corner here. kick. Let me set, is a corner Esquina kick. Esquina is a corner for kick. Spanish listeners. And they sent in. It was a little high. And normally, I don't even attempt to try to get that height. You know, I just yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a short fella. It just doesn't work out. But for some reason that day, I decided it's just low enough. I think <laughs> I think I got this. And I went up. And, you know, I felt like I was on up there. Probably had just barely left the ground. About six inches. But I left the ground far enough. When I landed, it snapped. It, it literally, if you've ever been to a baseball game and heard a broken bat, mm-hmm. that's exactly. I'm standing across, oh, I'm standing across the field, and I, and I heard, and I was like, something something just Was broke. Richard like screaming right when it happened? I think something the first broke. words out of my mouth were, Oh my God, it's broken. 
It was something, <laughs> I think, it, I, I said, it's broken, it's broken. And then Russell goes into a medical emergency, <laughs> come over here and look, you know, check it out. And I'm telling him, it's broken, because... It you gotta feels, assess the situation. It I mean, feels that's the first it's, thing you gotta do. That's what I was doing to you the other day. Gotta, yeah. I was assessing if you can move it. It feels it exactly like what you think it would feel like when one part of your leg is dangling and the other <laughs> part of the leg is there. Like you see it like in football and basketball, and it feels exactly like it looks. Like a lieutenant Dan. Like it sucks. No, he has no legs. Like, I mean, I do think that if I didn't have on the shin guard, I wonder if it would have ended up being a um, clean break. Uh, what's it what's called? When it penetrates the skin, what is it called? Mm. Um, compound. <clears throat> compound. I, I feel like that the, can't be it. That is. I, <laughs> I think the shin guard held it in place enough that it didn't. I mean, because it had full flop. I think that's what kept it from. Have you ever seen a compound fracture? Yeah. Kevin Weir? That's what you No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about live. Like, oh, no. Sitting there. We're out on Adventure Camp Field. This is a good Ooh, this was the Tiny Dancer. Yes. We were out at Adventure Camp School Field in Alabama School of Fine Arts. We're, out there. we're doing that Elton John Hitter, baby. some games on the just field, just field games like you would play, like Tusker Tag. It was Adventure Race, right? Whatever. What, what's, what's your favorite? Did you say Tusker Tag? Yeah, what's your favorite tag game? A uh, band-aid tag or toilet tag okay, or toilet, wizards and gill? I don't okay. know. So Tusker playing, t- we're playing Tusker tag. <laughs> I don't we we're playing toilet shit. tag. Tusker tag. <laughs> we're playing what? toilet tag. Picture this. Picture this. Shut up, Drake. We're playing Tusker tag. Oh, <laughs> anyway, as we're running in circles and James was there and I was there, it seems like Corey was out there too, like all of us out there. And they are... Like the dancer kind of guy, and he's he's literally running small bones, small frame, and all of a sudden you hear a popping sound, not as dramatic as Richard, more like more like a wiffle ball bat broke, and all of a sudden the guy's on the ground, and I look over, and that <laughs> the shin, whatever that one is, is now coming oh, out of the side of his calf, like where your calf like muscle, the, the side is, of your calf muscle, oh, it is coming out the side of it. He broke both of those, but that one, when it came, it sharp. He was just running? And it looked... No, yeah, it yeah, yeah he was running, and Nothing he just pivoted like, like a left move, and when he did, it goes pow. Man, he just drank some milk. And just shot out of the side. Mm-hmm. It was pretty nasty. That could be genetics, yeah. yeah. I know you also got to see one um, when the lifeguard oh, hit the pole down Oh, man. There. I took Ashley's... Oh, I saw the. I think these two could do it by themselves. Uh, her hey, we she remember Ashley had the car wreck into the telephone pole down oh, there. I was about to bring that one up. Yeah, didn't hers come through? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it came I through. I I took her shoe and put it back. Oh, around. that's what you put were talking about. Around where it goes? Ashley? I saw the like oh, okay the the bottom of her ankle bone sticking out right there. You know why she said she wrecked? She said a B. A B. Oh, that's what she said. There's no way she had to be on her phone or something. We know. We know that. Sure. Anyway, shout out. Sorry about Ashley if you're listening. Shout, shout out to Jerry Seinfeld. People say yeah, shout out. What? Um, well, it was bad. I, okay. Nobody got the B um, movie joke. It's cool. With, uh, without. Um, it's cool. <laughs> I think the most traumatic. There's a couple of them. I would say maybe there's three really traumatic ones for me that were like got me a little bit nauseated. Um, the first one, there was a guy, an older gentleman. This was in the middle of winter time was getting on the elevator on Bagley Center first floor, or getting off the elevator on Bagley Center first floor, and he walked off and he had a seizure, hmm. and nobody was there to catch him. And it wasn't the seizure that freaked me out, because I've seen quite, like, probably five or six of those over the years. Right against here. the floor. He hit yeah, face first on that tile floor. Busting his head Oh, my gosh, man. The, just blood going everywhere, and he's seizing. And I, I walked into it, and I was like, oh, my word, what just happened? Uh, it took a little bit of figuring out what happened with that one. And then there was a, was another older lady that was walking on Springview. Uh, on two rear back there. Two so rear back side. Back there, yeah. She was walking. And um, yeah, she she got her luggage. It bumped one of those handrails. And when it came yeah. down, it split her head. I remember 
it split her head wide open. You could like I saw her skull inside Ooh. of her. Saw her skull and the meat and everything. She was a champ during that whole thing. She never even like no. Like no. it was no big deal. And there wasn't blood. Like you would expect like a pile of blood or whatever, but it it was hardly any blood and she'd come up and it's just like this probably three inch split in I mean, the side of her head and you can see skull and you can see white flesh and everything. It's just different like, when you get down there to the white meat, you know? No, it was white meat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it was gross. I don't know about the, the white meat, which y'all were talking about. I wasn't even there for this one, but if you talk to Casey, you've heard about double knees. Double knees? I don't know what you're talking about. The dude at paint walk? Mm-mm. I don't know. Okay. I feel like this one's going south with that so, green you got on right now. No, no, it's not. I'm not there, so I'm probably going to butcher the story. I wish Casey was here to tell this because he just loves telling the story. But some dude was down there playing paintball. And he was running across the bridge or something, mm-hmm. and or something fell, and like dislocated or broke both of his knees. Don't know how you do that, mm-hmm. but he did. So he couldn't walk. He's dragging himself, and he's calling for help. <laughs> Casey's the down there, so Casey had to go get the uh, Kubota at the time and drive him down there, put him on the back of the Kubota, God. and drive him out. He broke. I don't remember that. One. Yeah, Casey's like, you ever heard about old double knees? <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I can't believe I never heard that story. The, uh, the worst, the worst of, it could of those three, the last one that's probably the worst, Liz, is, Liz would be um, probably in the same boat I am there. Uh, I was at the office, and I just had this weird feeling of, hey, you need to ride out to paintball. Mm-hmm. Like, had no intention of going to paintball or anything. I'm sitting in my office, and I'm like, I'm just going to ride out and check on Liz and then check on paintball. I drive up, and as I drive up, I can tell something's not right. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. I walk up, and as soon as I got there, Liz is coming up from the paintball field, and she says, I need you down here right now. Is the blonde kid? Yeah. That's what oh, I was thinking no, about, too. Man. I tell people this man. Man. So, so they'll be scared. So, coming, did he? I came, and, and we, like, paintball is a legit danger. Like, if you're mm-hmm. playing, you you got to follow the rules. There's a, yes. reason, there's a reason we have masks on. Yeah. Um, so we came down that hill, and as I'm going down there, I see a guy laying at the back of the fort. When you come down the stairs, he's laying right there on the fort, laying on his back. Hmm. I don't remember who else was there with him. There was a couple other people around there with him. And when I got over there, it was a, a blind, they're not visually impaired mm-hmm. group that was out there playing. Yeah. And for some reason, the guy just decided that he was going to take his mask off. I guess it was fogged up too much. He couldn't see well enough through it or whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Stop. But he pulled his mask <laughs> And when he did, the opposing team was right there. And, like, from what I could gather, five, six foot away, Boom. shot him. It hit him right in the corner of the eye. And it it was nasty. Like, because did it pop you it had, out? You had, no, I don't mm-hmm. think it didn't pop it out of socket. But it was all just, like, swollen. The eye is, like, rolled back. And his the eyeball is, like, on the side over there. Mm-hmm. It's not in the socket like it's supposed to be, but it's not it's dangling. Not dangling. It's not dangling yeah. like, hey, look, I can see everybody. I'm getting dizzy. It wasn't like that. <laughs> your eyeball voice? What was that? <laughs> That's what you do when your eye comes That's out. That's like brain, bro. That's <laughs> like brain. It's a left eye game. It was a left eye game. Anyway. You finally got it. You finally got it. Brain. He, uh, but anyway, so that paint... You know how sticky that paint oh, is. Yeah, it's it's all over, and it's oil in his eye, mm. and it's hurting. Um, and so all we did, we covered it with gauze, wrapped him up, and got the paramedics there to get him taken care of because that was. Oh, you didn't wash it out or anything. That was a bad day. Uh, I didn't irrigate. I mean, how, how did you do that? Did he wind up visually impaired after that? Um, I thought it, I heard he did lose like all. I think he did because your sister or my sister, your mother, um, <laughs> yeah, worked at the school weird. at the same time when that happened, and Rolled Allie out. was working to care of him. So he did lose sight in that eye. I think he did lose a little more. Than Seems he like you wanted that. Than he than he did. You what? Seems like you wanted that. You I've just concern. been told that from other people in the past. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just want to be you know, which doesn't make me factually think. correct. Keep those, should we those should we on. put something at the beginning of this episode that Disclaim. just says there's some graphic explicit content explicit content. Just oh, in case people. If you've made it this far, congratulations. You're sick. What other? Just um, I think my one of my <laughs> traumatic. Just I was pruning a tree with a handsaw and cut through my left 
index finger and knuckle where I could see that tendon right there. Mm -hmm. I could see it wiggling. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. I got a little forked scar right there. Wow. Yeah. So I think I need to do like some funny injuries now. Funny injuries? Because I've got one. It's not bad, but I just, it popped in my head when we were talking about injuries. We were on the red trail on the summer staff night hike, mm. and uh, Rafino was in front of me. And uh, we're walking down the hill in the big loop part of the red trail. It's like it goes straight downhill and straight back uphill. And yeah. she's about 20 feet in front of me, and it's dark. And I'm just talking to her. I'm kind of looking down, and I hear a thud. <laughs> and Rafino's laying face down <laughs> on the dirt. <laughs> and I'm looking at her, and I try not to laugh. And uh, she's like, shut up. And she gets up, she's got like blood on her knees or whatever. But like, she busted it, bro. But she was fine. Remember but that. It was great. Other injuries we have along the way. Have you told the kickball story on the podcast yet? No. no. Please do. Third Please round do. and third. Please do. Was he coming up our second? No, I never made it third. <laughs> made it third. He was hosed anyway. Go on, set the scene for us, Graydon. Go on, give us this right. story. Okay. For those of you who haven't heard the story before, I'm just going to tell the it. Teams were unfairly stacked. Okay, that that might be true. Uh, this is when, uh, right before the summer starts, when the summer staff comes in, and before. Uh, you know, the student life and all them folks come to Shaco. Uh, it's just a kind of, a time of training and hanging out for the resident summer staff. And for us, you know, we would play games like volleyball and kickball and basketball, you know. And while playing those games with the newer staff and stuff like that, everybody would kind of get to know each other better. And once again, you'd play. And also you'd be playing a friendly game of kickball or basketball or volleyball. We played kickball. One night, if I can recall, you know correctly, it was um, it was a it was a warm night in May when um, <laughs> we decided to pick some teams for uh, for kickball. And I remember thinking was that day, dirty kickball? No, it was just regular. Why did you say play regular it was just he's going to take for I really, I'm at this current moment, I'm like okay, regretting your decision. I've got way more than I yeah. anticipated. Okay, I don't well, care what color the ball was. Okay. But was it dirty kickball? Because it was not dirty kickball. I don't know dirty what dirty kick kickball is. I don't even know what dirty kickball no, is. Don't even say that. That sounds explicit. That sounds very no, inappropriate. No, we would take old food from the kitchen and put it in a. We've got to play that. I can't I don't believe think we you guys played dirty kickball. How did it? Draven's not allowed oh, to play kickball. We would take old. We would take old food and get and from get the pools. kitchen. And we would get kiddie pools and, and then put them first, the second. Yes, oh, dude, you guys are geniuses, man. It started out. Like dude, dude, dirty kickball line. sounds so pretty, pretty calm. But by the end, like, look at these legends. I think the reason it got shut down is because it got like everything. It got taken too far, and mm -hmm. so they would like collect food from the kitchen, let it sit out in the sun all day, oh, and then put it in there. And you got to part of that. You don't get the third. You got to. I don't want a part of that. I don't know if I'll. All right, Jordan, finish continue, story. continue, sir. All I'm saying is that we did have a good team. You know, the team I was on. Their was team picked. was good. It was picked correctly. Okay. And the I team, think that, Chase the team that Hunter, Zach, and you know and Chase, and, and even Dawson. There was a bunch of really good players on their losers. Team. Yeah, but the team wasn't picked really. It wasn't picked properly. So we only pay, played about five innings of kickball, which in kickball is a lot of innings, really. We had been out there for a while, and it was really surprising to me of how bad that my team was beating the crap out of you know Hunter, Zach, and Dawson, and, and Chase's team. Like we were beating them. So eight, you were eight beating them by yourself, so pretty much by yourself. No, not by myself. What like my team, we were we were beating them eight to nothing. It was, but I was going for the cycle. I'm curious who was on the other. Who was on your team if they were that good? Yeah. I mean, we had Katie and we had Chance and Haley. We had some. We had some. We had some contenders. We had, some, we, we had chemistry, is what we had. Yeah, athletes. Mm -hmm. Y'all were in chemistry. Team, athletes. And chemistry, yeah, chemistry is who was on our team. Get and, to uh, the injuries. All I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say it. But I was trying to go for the cycle. You know, I'd already hit a single and a double. Had not gotten a triple, but I I had kicked a ball. Over everybody's heads. It was worthy when I was, of a triple. It was worthy of a home run. I kick the ball, and the first thing I see is Hunter turns them big hips around, you know, mm -hmm. and he's in left field. Yeah. He turns his what hips around. He's got such big hips. I don't know. It's got to be genetic. And so he turns around, so I'm thinking he's obviously turned around going, you know, yeah. he's burnt. Yeah. So I'm thinking if the left fielder's burnt and it's Hunter, I'm going forward. So I round, I round first like a dream. I say that all the time. Like I hit first just perfect. Now coming around and just like you know Richard said, 
earlier is um, sometimes when it gets late at Shaco on the fields, there's a little bit of dude. When he hit second, I had the ball though. No, you you face Nagani. He did not. He was just past second when I was about to start throwing. I would love. I would love to tell my own story. I threw the ball into Zach's hands (laughs) right when you fell. No, that is not what happened. How'd the ball end up? Anybody there? Were you out? Yes. Did you get out? Nobody got me out. Listen, this is what happened. Because he went to the hospital. Listen to me. No, bro, listen to me. This is, I'm telling my, my story is factual. Right. He's just mad right. that they were getting the crap beat out of him. You're telling your truth. I'm telling the truth. He's telling I rounded second. Here. The ball had not come in yet because I can remember slipping and falling and being on the ground. And while I'm on the ground, the ball is being thrown in. I can remember that specifically, mm-hmm. and that's the truth, period. I had already been on the on my back for two seconds, and the ball was being thrown in. How'd you end up on your back? I ended up on my back because I was rounded second, not like a dream. I rounded it like a nightmare. So mm-hmm. we didn't turn too hard. Well, we you had those, those paper, those paper thin bases, and I stepped on it, uh, and it's just. It went out. I just want y'all to know. And so instead of, and I was just gonna fall and get back up, but I wanted to do it the right way and fall in such a way that I could roll and keep running. Oh, yeah. And never stop momentum. Hold on, hold on. When I went down, my right shoulder, as soon as it hit the ground, because I was going to roll, yeah. as soon as it hit the ground, instead of it rolling, I didn't really get enough rotation. And instead of getting all the way around, it just jarred right into the ground. I heard a... Yeah. Yeah. Did it leave a mark in the ground? Because I'm picturing like Iron Man digging in when he came around the side. <laughs> I just left I hit the ground. six foot Listen. ditch. If Draven had to mess his shoulder up, it would have been hilarious. I was running at least 17 miles per hour. At least. Huh. So, look, when you round second, you're supposed to, you know, fall on your left shoulder if you fall. But I I really don't know how you landed on your right shoulder. Okay, I just explained that. He had so much momentum in his base slip. So, as you're falling, you admit to fall on your right shoulder. It was because he had rounded first like a dream. And so, he had carried all that momentum into second. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just not, I mean. Yeah. Used to carrying that kind of velocity. That's also how you fall on your right shoulder. Because I was trying to roll. That's right. So he could get back up and finish what he. Yeah, started. but you don't know anything about that. You've never gotten a second. And <laughs> you've never been a second, and then and somebody not have the ball like what happened to you guys. Y'all, the you ball were hoes, bro. The ball is still. The I wish there was a camera out there. Zach right. had the ball in his hand. What other, what other sports at Shago do we have? So we've, we got so, some. We played some shocking. So most recently is ultimate frisbee. And disc golf, which disc golf not so much at Shaco, but it has had its fair share of injuries yeah. within yeah, yeah, yeah. this past year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Throwing frisbee, left hips, shocky. But I mean, but disc golf is on the on the come up, you know. And what else you say now is you know if something's on the come up, something's really popular, it's trending. You know, right now at Shaco, disc golf is hip. Literally, literally. literally, yeah. So, left hip, left hip to be exact. Yeah. So, Shaco's hip. We're all playing. Everybody's loving. Except, Except for you James need to Gabriel. tell that story. I know it wasn't Shaco, but right. so I so I hurt my hip <laughs> July the fourth. What about three thirty in the afternoon? Yeah. Um, we got up July the fourth morning. We'll back up a little bit. Julio taught me going to play disc golf with him, him and Zach Austin, and we went and played, and I enjoyed it. It was a decent game of frisbee. I mean, it was kind of like playing cards one night. It really wasn't that big of a deal. It was, it was fun. So I ordered me some discs. Right? <laughs> well, you know, everybody yeah. just orders some cards and <laughs> play it. Yeah, I mean, like you want your own deck when you yeah. get done playing. What brand? Is it Nova or is it Discraft? It was a mix-matched, misprinted Dynamic. trilogy set. So trilogy. whatever trilogy they have, Dynamic. Latitude 64, Dynamic, and Westside. So anyway, it was a mixed bag. All right, so beside the point, I got me a new set of discs. I went with Hunter, me and Hunter, and Hunter's dad, dad and Will went and played that morning. Great time. Good chocolate. Played well. It was fun. Um, Hunter beat us. He's been playing a long time. He beat us. <laughs> time time um, out. Is your forehand or your backhand better? Um, I would say his backhand. Backhand's probably better right now. Um, or it was. At this um, point, Rose's backhand is better than like four people that play at Shocker that have been playing. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I shot five. Was it five over? I think I shot five over that. You shot eight over. You were at five, then you ruined it on that. Oh, that ruined it on that. Yeah. So anyway, not bad for the second time you ever played. Anyway, not bad. So we go down to my mom's for July the fourth. 
Pops has cooked some chicken, barbecued out. We ate chicken, and Becca had cooked some. The corn was really good. Randy ate seven or eight ears of it. <laughs> uh, he had it from ear to ear like he likes it. Sweating. Uh, sweating. <laughs> I gave him a jalapeno, and it <laughs> gave him one of those He about started crying, boy. It was cooking his face. Anyway, so we got done with that. Everybody else is eating dessert. And uh, Hunter said something. Hey, let's throw some discs. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got mine in the car. We'll, go. we'll just get out of pawpaws and throw some. So we started throwing them over the pool house, heisering them, making them come back. Russ hit the pool house. I may have hit the pool house one time. Um, <laughs> Hunter hit the, actually threw it into the pool a couple times with people over there and tried yep. to kill some people. I about hit somebody. So we, we started setting up a game. Like, how close to the stump can you get? We split the disc in half, whatever. You, get, you throw whatever the stack's next. You don't get to choose your disc. You just take and play through it. So we had gone through all the hunters' discs, all of my discs. We had one disc left, and it was the it was literally the last throw. We're standing underneath the old hickory tree, right around the, the corner of the pool up there. There's this old hickory. If you know a hickory, like grass doesn't grow under it. Mm-hmm. It just there's yeah. just that old gravelly mess underneath mm-hmm. there. So anyway, last throw. Take that forehand, sweet as I can, and I whiz that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the point, like when you throw the forehand. It's kind of like an, a golf swing. Mm. For me, it's a lot like a golf swing because you snap your hips. Like okay. you're going to rotate your hips into it. And at some point about the release point of the disc, when I snapped my hips, um, the left hip snapped on out of, out of there. <laughs> and I vividly remember looking at Hunter going, hey, dude, something ain't right. No, he, first right. of all, you scream, you're like, oh, and you kind of oh. started going down. I was like... What's wrong with you? I thought you were joking. <laughs> I was. We both started laughing about it. Because I thought, look, how in the world will happen? So anyway, I ended up squatted down on the ground. I remember squatting on the ground. Like, um, I don't know how you would describe it. Like a deep squat. Just on my yeah. heels on the ground, like feet all the way down. Like a yoga squat. And I'm squatted all the way down. My left hip area is like, it's on fire. It was the weirdest, strangest sensation um, and I've torn my ACL, I've cut my hand, I've done lots of dumb stuff. Draven hit me in the head with a pipe in Ecuador. Didn't um, <laughs> that was Hunter's fault. Like, you remember when you tried to kill me with a steel pipe? It was actually an axle off of a trailer that you hit me with in the head Mm-mm. and tried to kill me. Um, but anyway, so I never had any like, issues with these things. So I went to stand up, and as I stand up, the entire world starts to go dark. And I'm trying, Hunter's got my shoulder, I'm trying to walk over to the, the old beat down swing set. And I'm like, dude, I gotta sit down. You gotta put me back on the ground. And then I sat down on the ground. And I think you went and grabbed the water, man. Well, you said you about passed out, so I said you stay here, stay awake. I'm gonna go get you some water. Yeah. And I'm going down there, and everybody at the pool house is like, "What's hey? What's wrong with you? You okay?" And so I get down there, and Mama's like, "I left the door open. Go get you water." She's like, "The air's on, Hunter. Shut the door back." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "Hey, I gotta get Russ's hurt." She's like, "What's wrong with him?" I'm trying to explain to everybody like. You know, you're not dying, I don't think. I don't think I was. You're hurt and you're kind of getting dizzy, so I was trying to like get you some water, but everybody's just surrounding you, and then I came up there with water. Got back up there with the water, and I tried to stand up again, and it it was the exact same response. Like tunnel vision, everything's going dark, the world got dizzy, and I'm like, you gotta put me back on the ground, and so ended up hobbling off of that. Ended up (laughs) actually at the emergency room um, to try to figure out what was going on. They x-rayed everything, said, you know, there's no broken bones, nothing happened. You just messed something up in your hip. Um, And apparently I had a vasovagal response to the injury, which the lady that I went to yesterday over at Health uh, Andrew Sports Medicine, shout out to Andrew Sports Medicine. Uh, It treated me right on. Sponsored by. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she said that it's not terribly uncommon in an injury like that, that probably I was dehydrated, which... Probably might have been dehydrated. Over 40, that kind of thing. Hey. <laughs> huh. <laughs> but check mark, check mark you fell on your right shoulder, check, bro. Check mark on the box. Yeah, you tore yours up just falling down. Um, not, did not even disc golfing. Anyway, it was just a, a natural response. She said, don't don't think nothing about it. And she asked me, like, your heart rate, that kind of stuff. And she said, your heart rate's low. And just sometimes when I stand up, I get dizzy anyway. But not like that. Not like the world's <laughs> shutting down dizzy. Um, but anyway, so I, I have sprained my gluteus medius, <clears throat> which is big muscle in your hip. She said it would heal up. It would be good eventually. And just keep rocking and rolling. So, yeah. That was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's what was it, was it more? Was it more scary than it was painful? 
It was yeah, it was more scary honestly because I didn't know what had happened. What was mm-hmm. going on? Um, making you dizzy and that kind of stuff. I think it was just blood flow. I think mm-hmm. that's what made it. Was but like was that what was made it like what is going on here kind of deal like why is my body yeah that's kind of that's what made me the most nervous about it <clears throat> um, and I, it doesn't make sense at all but in my head your femoral artery runs right down into that hip and right mm-hmm. through all that area and everything yeah. thought you were going and when I started to get dizzy I thought man have I snapped something out of place down there and got that femoral got that femoral I didn't think it was bleeding I really thought maybe that it got pinched in there somewhere and that's what was closing off the yeah. That's that what happened to Bo Jackson, bro. It's probably, exactly what happened to listen, Bo Jackson. Probably, PMI, massive power. That's the way it works. <laughs> that's what happened athlete, to me, too. When you're an athlete, that's things like that are going to happen to you. It's it way too right. powerful. Me and Bo so, had the same problem. It probably Nobody didn't help that mom was trying to jack your leg up to pick you up. Yeah, she just reached over and grabbed my leg and started Russ said he couldn't walk because like, he was about to pass out. And so Randy's on one side, and I think... What mom? Who's on the other side? I don't know. I don't know, but mom's like, he can't walk. Let's pick him up. She starts raising his leg up. The hips messed up on. <laughs> she starts jagging me up by the ankle up to the sky. I'm like, put me on the ground. I can hobble over there. It was great. So speaking of Draven trying to knock you out with a metal uh, yeah. in Ecuador. Did you know about that? <clears throat> no, but did you know? I was innocent. Imagine being bent. Imagine being bent over. You had just lifted. Probably 5,000 pounds because that's how strong I am. I picked up like a 5,000 pound coil of wire and I moved it and laid it on the ground. And then all of a sudden, Draven takes oh, an enormous there. steel pipe. It is literally the <laughs> axle off of the He trailer, dropped it. And he, he dropped it no, on the back of my head. We're in Ecuador in a barn. This is nowhere near the truth. And I'm all of a sudden, the world <laughs> this is that's probably the second. Yeah, that's probably the first time the world went dark. It banged so, against your head, it too. It made a sound. Do y'all not remember what really happened? Draven, did, not, you, did you yeah, do you can, you can easily blame it on You can blame it on me, but this is what really happened. You, so you I was, we were, st- I had just put a pipe. I put a pipe, and I leaned it up against the wall. And the way you lean things, you put it at an angle. Yeah, you didn't put it So it angle. doesn't fall down. You stood it straight up. But you guys had a coil of wire. And so when you and Hunter dropped it on the ground, it hit the bottom. No, no, It, no. it hit the bottom. No. This guy, no. exactly what happened. You forgot the part of leaning the pole. <laughs> that coil was so hard. Or heavy. I promise you. you it had zero lean. It had zero lean. It, we put a level on it. It was it sitting perpendicular. Right. It was like this right, and when it hit, it propelled back and hits you on the head. You're innocent bystander here that that we can trust. What? Who's telling them? We did set the coil down, and I think it may have hit it, but the no. pole was straight up. See, yeah. What? What? There was angle, no lean. To the what angle? There was there was what, lean. What degree angle? What genius doesn't right. lean the pole? So if a zero zero ninety degree angle is straight up and down, so. So the 90, situation. The no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the vertical line when you're thinking of a 90 degree angle. The vertical line would be... It was an 80, bro. It was an 80. It wasn't even an 80. Or a 75. It's still terrible. Anyway, sorry, Richard. You can't lay a pole at a 45 degree angle. So I tried to cut off my leg with a machete when we went down there. They had us with machetes cleaning off next to... They love to make you bush hog with a machete. So luckily, it was towards the end of the day when I was tired because if I would have been slinging that thing with the morning velocity... You hit yourself in the leg? Might have had a hospital visit. So I cut myself right there and like my sock was all bloody and stuff. Hmm. But it wasn't bad enough to go to the doctor because yeah, you know they might have great healthcare down there. I don't want to find out. No. Um, but yeah, I hit my leg with a machete. Crazy. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Safety third, Casey. Safety, safety third. <laughs> safety third. We have a new safety guy. James is uh, taking Vanessa's spot. He started training this morning. We gotta come up really? with a name for him. You know, we got Venosha, and we had Josha. So we gotta have James a name that gets Jim some motion. I think we could just we come up with have to work on that. We have to work on it. Alright, so <laughs> any more good injury stories? I do want to finish up before it gets too 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 terribly long and people get really bored and turn it off. Mm-hmm. We're at like forty something minutes. Do now. you think Ricky, Ricky Ricky's listening? Ricky? Well, nobody's Ricky listening Dahl? now because we're. I guarantee you Ricky Dawes listening. Ricky, Ricky Dawes. Ricky's my number one subscriber. There's a there is there is a AirPod 
in the earlobe. And he's he's probably stroking his beard. Think he's stroking, he's stroking his beard. Stroking he's stroking his beard right now. He's he's stroking that that blondie. What if we go through right so tomorrow's right change out? Listen, what what do you think Nick Butler's doing right now? Well, he's just change he's out in tomorrow. He's in Slocum. Oh, he's in Slocum. He's in Dothan. He's probably getting some watermelons, or he's gonna bring us home a surprise from from Slocum. <laughs> Him and Caleb are having some bonding time. Caleb's down there too. Nick, down there. Nick, if you're listening yeah. to this, if there's peanuts. Green peanuts. Green peanuts. I want green bull peanuts. Don't bring these boys in back. They don't deserve it. What do you think Julio's doing right now? They're getting on somebody to sit down and change. Nah, Julio's walking around the backpack. Every step he takes, you hear a slight jingle from the keys. Or he's listening. Or hey, he'll have that. The thing that owns me is his microphone. Yeah, his his. What do you call it? That little throw on his backpack. His his shoulder mic. He's probably listening to this after change out, and he's just chilling with McGonagall. Petner. What? His cat. Oh, that's his cat's name? Yeah. Yeah, or Luna. Or Luna. Oh, okay. Huh. Why are you so surprised by that? I didn't know the name. I didn't know the Did you watch Harry Potter? <laughs> you a hater? I've read all the books and watched the movies. Yes, I have. <laughs> who, who else on campus? What, what do you think Jeannie Dawes do? Jeannie's supposed to be working change out tomorrow. Jeannie. I hope. Jeannie cleaning her rooms. Hopefully she's cleaning her room. Jeannie is. I think she's, she's in the toilet. Jenny's sitting back and comforting her because it's not clean. Oh, comforting her uncle. Yeah. Zari, what's Zari doing? Zari, she's yelling at somebody. Zari is. Zari's yelling? She don't yell. <laughs> she Zari, don't. you yell at people? She gritos. She gets y'all. She gritos. What about, what about, what about Uncle Randy? What do you think Randy's doing? Uncle Randy. <laughs> huh? Uncle Randy is sitting on the lawnmower on his phone watching hockey fights. <laughs> watching hockey, hockey fights. Or Alabama hype videos from 2021. <laughs> 2021 hype videos. Yeah. What about Dub? Real Dub. He's looking up fireman school highlight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, Dub. Run that weed. Dub is, he, he's I think he's watering the baskets. I believe he's watering the baskets on the front of Bagley right Or he's here. telling a joke to somebody. He could be. Giving yeah, life story lessons. Who else is out there on campus? What, what about Bob? What do you think Bob's doing in the kitchen right now? It's change out day. Meal's probably going to be low at lunchtime. Mm, you know, we're cooking steak Friday Ooh. night for that group, so he might be prepping steaks unless he did it. You think Bob's sweating over a grill? What? You think he's sweating over a grill? Not till Sunday. No. Sunday he he's prepping, prepping it right now. Mm-hmm. Removing the silver skin and slicing it nice. Uh huh. You didn't know we carved our own steaks at Shop. We do. We do carve our. Have you ever had any Bob steaks? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The shishka bobs. If you can. Shishka bob. Huh? That's so funny. Huh? Uh, FYI, beef prices are high right now. Beef prices are high? They're way high. All right. So, last thing I do want to finish with, because we talked about this in our director's team meeting. So, if you're still listening, I think this is something really good. I want to read some scripture, and I want um, some feedback and some thoughts as we go through it, because it's something that that God has really impressed upon me in the past couple of days. I'm in Ephesians chapter 4, starting verse 11, and I don't have my glasses on, so if it gets blurry, it gets blurry, I lose my place. Just, I apologize. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. There's one verse inside there um, that just has really hit me a lot lately. It's verse 15. It says, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. It says speaking the truth in love. Sometimes at Shaco, and we talked about this in our Bible study, Draven, last, I guess a Sunday or two ago or a Monday mm-hmm. or two ago, how difficult it can be sometimes to speak truth with our neighbors, with our brothers and sisters in Christ and hold each other accountable um, and be honest with each other. Uh, it just really has hit me lately that as a body of Christ, we've got to be truthful and honest with each other. And sometimes it's, 
it's difficult to bear that burden of truth with somebody else. Um, and so consciously, I'm going to do my best to make more efforts at being truthful and being honest for accountability purposes. Mm-hmm. Not, not being mean, not being spiteful or any of those things, but just being honest and truthful with each other. So what I want to talk about for just a minute, um, not, not labor it out too long, but is why is it so hard to speak truth with your brother or sister in Christ? Why, why, why is that so Because ch- I see that inside our organization even, <clears throat> inside of our churches, it's hard. Why, what, what, what is those roadblocks or those barriers, those things that keep us from, from, from that? I feel like it's multi-layered like mm-hmm. on one hand I feel like we try to give off the persona a lot of times and we've got it more together than we actually do and like so we try so on one side we're trying to hide our own imperfections and and things that that we're screwing up in life because we're all doing it yeah so then on the other hand then to call somebody else out on their stuff, I think mentally, or at least I'll speak for myself, like mentally, I, I know the issues that I have. And so it's hard to call out somebody else's issues knowing that you have your your own at the same time. And I think a lot of like different personalities are a little bit different on this, but I think a lot, a lot of people working at Shaka that I know are people pleasers like we're we're in a service industry and we want to serve people and make them happy and and it's hard to like upset somebody or or them not to you know you want to be encouraging it's hard to just to kind of tell people hey you're not doing this right um but logically like the scripture says the most loving thing you can do is tell somebody the truth yeah. you know do it in a in a positive way, way. um mm-hmm. because you brought you know you brought that that up the other day i've been reflecting on it and so i had some some side conversations with just some random employees of different shifts and how things are going and that kind of stuff and one of the things that came up was um, like there's a marked difference between our morning and night shift in the kitchen, just in personalities and the way they act and that kind of stuff. And it kind of, as I started digging in and asking some questions, it kind of became evident that there's more discipline and structure in the morning shift than there is in the night shift. And so that structure, especially for new employees, is a benefit like it helps like Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of contrary to what you would think but you would think like the harder you are the the more mean and disliked you're going to be but really the staff appreciated that kind of discipline and structure and um it was a benefit to them Mm -hmm. um because um, they knew exactly what was expected they you know they knew what was expected and what they're supposed to do and knew that if they didn't, you know, they were going to be called out on it. Um, so that's just some of the things yeah. that here recently I've run into. I, I flipped over in, in some, in the book of Matthew chapter seven. Um, it's right after Sermon on the Mount. He's going through um, and, and Jesus talks about how to handle that. And I think a lot of times we read this piece of scripture and we don't complete the scripture. It says, in verse 3, he says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? And a lot of times we just stop at that and we think, Well, we're just not supposed to, mm-hmm. to discuss problems with other people. But he goes on there and he says, You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. He still says, take the speck out of your brother's eye. I think sometimes for me, I think you nailed it, Richard. A lot of it is that I am a very people-pleasing person. I want you to like me. I don't care who you are. I want you to like me. It's just the way I'm wired. And so I'm going to do whatever I have to to make sure that I don't scar that relationship. 
Um, and so that for me is a defense mechanism of I just don't intentionally go and seek conflict out mm-hmm. um, and I avoid it. But I think what I've got the realization of in the past couple of days through scripture and through discussion with lots of people is there's accountability in the body of Christ with each other. We really have to see the body of Christ as a body. And it's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's like my fingernails. If my fingernails get too long, I got to cut them. I can't just ignore them. I can't just let them roll. I've got to cut those. And I think as Christians amongst ourselves in discipleship, you can't just turn the other way and let your fingernails just run off on your right hand. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that the witness of the body is affected by the one hand that's just running off wild. We've got to have that accountability with each other and, and do it through love. Um, it's important that we look clearly. We remove the logs out of our own eyes, but at the same time, it's, it's just as important that we point out the speck in, in our brother's eyes. What, o- what other thoughts come to mind as you, as you think through that? Like I know Hunter and Draven, you guys live in a house of what about 40 other <laughs> kids up there. I shouldn't say kids, college age, adults, young adults, whatever you want to call it. I think... Uh, it's hard. Yeah, I think one of the biggest thing I, uh, I know is like, I think it's probably easier to hold other Christians accountable when you have that relationship with them. Like, I know me and Draven are not scared to call each other out about anything. Yeah. Like, Draven, he'll, he'll call me out about certain stuff, and I will too, and, you know, other people we build relationships with, Zach, and uh, just other people that we're really close to, I think sometimes it's probably harder to, like, say that same thing that you might say to Draven to, like, somebody that you haven't built that relationship with because it might make the situation kind of awkward or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. change their relationship and alter it. Yeah. And so... But I mean, I don't think we should be like scared of that because, you know, you could build into a new relationship by talking to them about certain things that you are yeah. scared about or would be scared that it would change something. It might not, but I yeah. guess why a lot of people don't. Yeah. I mean, I think about, you know, kind of what you were saying. You were talking about the, the speck in my brother's eye and the speck in my eye. I always think about the, you know, this old saying was like, cut your own grass before you tell somebody else to cut theirs, you know. And so I think about like, you know, I want like one thing for me, especially like when I am hesitant to to keep people accountable. Um, and one reason I think other people might be hesitant to keep me accountable would be, you know, just because I cut my grass today doesn't mean I can go and just tell a buddy, you know, <laughs> like, hey, now go cut your grass because I just cut mine today. Like, you know, there's a little bit of realism to that, you know. And I think the fact that we're all, you know, imperfect, we're all kind of like what Richard was saying, we all have that, you know, imperfection, we suck at being, per- you know, being good humans, and you have somebody, like for anything that anybody says to me, you know, for correction, if somebody's trying to discipline me or somebody's trying to keep me accountable, Anybody in the world, I can come up with a valid excuse to why I shouldn't listen to them because they do this and they do that. But then... That's the human in Yeah, and so, like, that, that response is sinful. And so, and I guess it comes down to, you know, how do you fight that or what's the answer to that? And so, you know, Dawson, one time, I was talking with, with Dawson, and he was basically... We weren't talking about this thing specifically, but, you know, kind of what he said is, you know... You know, we can't try to and control everything, you know, that we leave things up to God and his relationship to other people as far as how we treat other people. And what I mean by that is if I do hold somebody accountable and I am scared that they're going to, you know, take it the wrong way yeah. or that that might damage a friendship, you know, and maybe they will think those same thoughts about me like I shouldn't listen to Draven because he does this, 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 this and this, although that's not the that's not the, the correct way to respond to that, especially it's not the biblical way to do it, you know, I'm just assuming that they're going to do that anyways instead of letting them work that out themselves with the Lord and with, you know. And so it's kind of like, and I don't know if that was, you know, might have been too complicated uh, in my head it made sense. But no. all I'm trying to say is like for me, I know when somebody comes to me with correction, you know, I have to sit down and I have to go, okay, 
was I in the wrong? I probably was. I wasn't. And then it's just a slow process of like, I was in the wrong. How do I? You know, how you, like, you got to like want to change and like want to fix whatever yeah, you're talking I mean, about. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's just. Richard mentioned it a minute ago and it, it's, it's the piece of it that's very important is the standard. He said in the kitchen in the mornings, there's a, a standard. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. We have on the ropes, we've got standard operating procedures. You're not running paintball right or you're not running bazooka ball right. It's not that Russ's opinion of how you do it is as much as this is the standard. This is the written documentation for how you do fills or how you, you do whatever it is you're supposed to do. You have that standard at work. In the body of Christ, we have the standard of God's word sitting in front of us. This is the accountability. It, it should draw us to the point where it's not Russell saying, hey, Draven, you're not loving your brother. It's scripture says, Draven, you're not loving your brother. Mm-hmm. And that's the key of that piece. And, that, and it's important that in the body of Christ, we all have this same standard we're working toward. It's to be a reflection of Christ at every turn of our lives. That's the accountability. It's not Russell, and that's where I've gotten to this this week and last week through the process is it's, I like to think I've never fired anybody at Shaka. They fired themselves. They broke the standard. Hmm. And so when it comes to discipline and it comes to those things in life of our spiritual accountability with each other is, I want to be that mouthpiece for the word of God that it's not me fussing at you or me holding you accountable it's scripture holding you accountable and always going to that instead of going hey this is what Russ thinks is no let's go into scripture and let's see where where we're accountable and I've missed that with this I don't want to say with discipleship but with discipline sometimes because I'm scared you know and I think you nailed a lot of it Draven it's discipline is is it's hard to receive just as hard to give. It's both sides of it. And I think Satan uses that to weaken us, to make us softer, to, to not become the reflection God really is after for us. I also wonder if like, it makes it even harder when we're out of practice. Like, I think if we made it more of a, a normal routine in our, in our life, that it would be easier. It's like anything you do in life. The more you practice it, the more you do it, it just becomes a natural yeah, thing. Yeah. And I think when we get so far out of practice of not doing it, when it is time to do it, it's twice as hard because it's not a natural flow yeah. of your, your so yeah. it's coming out do you feel like I, I mean, I was about to ask the question you pretty much, I think that is a good answer, you know. But like, you know, it's easy to point out the problem, you know. And a lot of times, like, you know, I've, hear, you know, I've heard several pastors, you know, they always point out the, you know, problem of like they, they see what's going on this right here this sin this sin this sin this wrong but then there's like hardly ever the okay so now how do we correct that or how do, yeah. we, how do we be better you know and uh, you pretty much answered that you answered the you know the practice the practicing but this, is there any other way that we could get better at that you know like is there a certain attitude or posture that we have you know kind of yeah. thing I think uh, for me, it's rooted in humility. And when we study through that, I think it's this week, working through that. Um, truth hurts. Truth hurts. Mm-hmm. Humility hurts. Admitting yes. when, when yes. I've goofed up and admitting when I've messed mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. not having that ego that says, I'm never wrong. Draven's always right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that ego that gets in front of us, that self-righteousness is the peace that's got to fall from the guy giving the discipline to the guy receiving the discipline, yeah. none of that can can be a self-centered, egotistical approach. It's got to be rooted yeah. in humility. Yeah, from you either know? from either side. Yeah, from yeah. both sides of it. So I've got to humbly present the problem, and you got to humbly receive the problem. Yeah. And if either one of us have got ego out in front, it, you're going to hate me, or I'm going to hate you, or you know, it's going to mm-hmm. come off wrong. And so I think it's being humble. You gotta throw a good lump of grace in there too. Yeah. Like, especially on the receiving side. I think a lot of us I mean, that initial when somebody's telling you you're not doing something right, there's an initial kickback there. Um, but I think most people if you give them time to start processing that stuff, like just some of these conversations we've had recently, because I've kinda had the same kind of thoughts like you've talked about this week with some different stuff. Um, like 
having a little time to process and think through some of that stuff and yeah like it's i think a lot of people are going to have a negative reaction initially but if you give them a little bit of time to think through and process that with a little time on their own i think you know give them that grace to have that little bit of time to start thinking through and processing and Mm -hmm. because almost nobody ever hears they're doing something wrong it's like yeah you're right i'm fixing it right now (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah, that's like Drago said it kind of let God work and let them work it out mm-hmm. with God yeah give some time but we gotta I mean we gotta yeah, hold each other accountable that's the thing is you, you can't just leave it all to God he no. uses you no, yeah, yeah. as a mouthpiece mm-hmm. to speak to others you know but you can't force somebody to change oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's exactly right and you yeah. gotta have common ground in Christ he follows that that scripture up in Matthew yeah and so he but, follows it up with and, and I really feel like this is the interpretation. This is what I take away from it. Um, I'm sure there's some wise people listening that would probably tell me wrong. But it says, Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Mm. I think he's talking about spiritual discipline there. And if I'm coming to Draven, I have to have common ground. The pearl. You and I both have to have this same pearl. And mm. if I throw my pearl being the scripture of God at you as a lost person, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Well, it's the same. And you're just going to trample over God's word because it means nothing to you. Well, I was thinking about, we were talking about it last week, as, you know, when we were talking yeah. about wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and, and instruction. And so, if we both don't fear the Lord, and we, you know, if one of us doesn't fear the Lord, you know, it's like we're saying, it's, it's almost done for nothing because if you des- right. if you despise instruction, um, you're a fool. Yeah. If you despise that, that godly wisdom, you're a fool. And, and so, I mean, it's like Casey was saying in our direction, I mean, he said, I can, can go to somebody as a brother in Christ and say, hey, you don't look like Jesus right now. Hmm. And they get it. Yeah. But if I go to a lost person and say, hey, you don't look like Jesus right now, they're going to look at you like you're needy. And? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. You know, it's completely lost on. And I, I really feel like that's what Jesus was after with the don't don't cast your pearls before. Yeah, you know that's that's where it's at. And I, like Shaco is a good place to do it. You know, like 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 here, as far as the hum- it's a great environment like to pour those conversations. Yeah, in. and accountability, especially in a work environment. Yeah, you know, because you do have Christians working together. And, you should be able to move along and, and be able to, you know, both parties be humble and uh, just get on through it. And yeah. so. All right. Well, we've been an hour and six minutes and 47 yeah. seconds now. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's very important to keep safety third. I mean, first, keep safety first. And, and I just also want to say, like, it's, it's probably, like, I don't want it to come across wrong, but... Um, like, I don't want you to feel self-conscious about your big hips. Um, yeah. But not your fault um, you have big hips. Huh? I wrote you lost eight to zero in a kickball. But, I mean, I